you can't fix. If you can't fix what's broken, you'll, uh, you'll go instead. It's Jay and Adam. It's Previewed. It's Previewed's Fix It with Adam and Jay. Hey, peaches! Oh, welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're our listener. Hey there, listeners. Ho there, listeners. Heidi, ho there, listeners. Can I be a thousand percent honest with you? Sure. Did you think I mean coming in for a third one? Every t- we always do, we do hi there, listeners, and I say ho there, listeners, and then there's always like this like a little bit of a pause where both of us are trying to think of something interesting to say, and sure. I p- literally when we start that we don't have a third for it, and it makes me panic every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you want to have a? You wanna, I'm not you, saying we need one. Do, but would you like just just to say something? I don't. You know, I it's it's more it's fun. It kind of just like it kind of tips. It kind of tips us over on the side, and everything kind of spills out, and we just pick the Legos we want and start putting them together. All right. You know, that's the magic of podcasting. Sure. But I'll be damned if not every time I'm like, hey there, listeners. Ho there, listeners. I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh, no, listeners. <laughs> uh, bl- something about listeners. I, I, don't, I don't like me. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey guys! <laughs> oh, we're still going. I guess we're still podcasting. I mean, we can start again if you want. No. To, if you want, oh, to, if no, no, you no. want the third. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just. We're, oh, we're keeping it. No, I just. It all stays in. No, it. Oh, this is all gold, baby. Okay. This is all gold. <laughs> this is all gold. Uh, this is gonna keep it, keep it, keep the cameras rolling. <laughs> He'll die, sir. <laughs> <Get it on. laughs> but it'll be damn good TV. <laughs> um. Yeah, hey, hi guys. <clears throat> hi. Hey everybody. Well, welcome to Welcome to Fix It. Uh <laughs> where every week we take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark, maybe didn't quite get there. Maybe just found itself under a red sun and turned it was powerless to stop what was about to happen. Yep. And we fix it. Uh you may know uh the two of us. I'm Jay, that's Adam. You may yep. know us uh from the from the Wonderkind, from the absolute oh. uh, yellow star powered uh, Superboy of all YouTube reaction content previewed. You may know us from there, uh, or you may know us uh, from you know that time that uh, we borrowed your your carpet shampooer and returned it in a timely fashion with a sweet note. Oh yeah, and candy. You may know us from there. Uh, this week we are going to be fixing the Zack Snyder-led 2013's Superman, Man of Steel, because the new Flash movie is coming out. Flash, the uh, I guess they're doing Flashpoint, and so they're resetting a bunch of stuff. So we decided, why not? Well, because uh, Zod's in the movie. Oh, that's right. Act three of Man of Steel is like the, in, not the inciting incident, but like the threat to Flashpoint, because Barry changed the timeline again. I don't know, Zod. Ah, we yeah, know and, Superman. And ah. Earth became Krypton. Ah, shucks. Shoot Magoots. Shoot Magoots, indeed. I don't understand why they needed to terraform the planet to breathe on when... Uh-huh. When... Uh-huh. Why, why wouldn't you want just Kryptonians to live on this planet where we're all, we can all fly? Yeah. Uh-huh. If if Earthlings could go to another planet and just kind of breathe and just kind of and be and breathe and be fine, yeah. Well, it's like kind of going like to Denver. You know, but then also I could, but then also you know I could turn invisible. Sure. And 
you know, just takes like twenty minutes to acclimate to the accl- the atmosphere. But yeah, you, but you're also, but you you are fine. Yeah, but you're you're better than fine. Yes. You're bulletproof. Yeah, I think I might just keep it the same. You're you're not wrong, Jay. Yeah. What? Well, oh, know dang it! Why, I, just, I don't know why they would do that. It, dang it! I just that's yeah, that was stupid. Shoot. Here's the okay. <laughs> so fun fact about me. Um, I knew enough to reference this film for a very long time, uh-huh. but I had never actually seen it until doing research for this show. Um, and I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. I had a great time. I actually really liked this movie. I think it may be Zack Snyder's best movie. I mean, it's hard to argue with 300. That's a kind of a masterpiece, uh-huh. but... But I really liked this movie, and I came over here, and I was excited to tell Adam that I really enjoyed a Superman movie, and then I told him that, and then he didn't stop talking for like 10 minutes. (laughs) I I took a breath every now and then, and you interjected. I also asked you a few questions, some clarifying questions. Oh, why did you think? Why do you think that way? Okay. I don't know. I just had fun. Here's a, but also a fun fact about me. I, you, you are a huge Superman fan. Super, my childhood is defined by two heroes, Superman and Luke Skywalker. Oh. They are the ones that got me through childhood. Oh yeah. So okay. like, I watched the original trilogy a bunch of times and the first two uh, Superman films from the seventies a bunch of times. Yeah. Three and four are not very good. Yeah, they you're are. also a little bit older than me, so you yes. caught the wave of the Superman movies. Oh, I very much. By did. the time I was around, the Superman movies were kind of out of the. Oh yeah, they yeah they kind of show their age by the time you show up. Yes. Yeah. Especially because then Batman '89 comes out, and I was like, "Yo, yes. that movie's awesome." Yes, Batman, Batman is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. As much as those old Superman movies are were good for the time, like I think we owe the modern the modern superhero movie really started with Batman eighty nine. Oh sure, like in my opinion. But I mean, Superman is the one that yes. Superman led the way for superheroes across all mediums. Thousand percent. He was the first superhero in comic books, and he was the first one to make the get to the movie. I respect. I I, re, I respect. I respect the the historical importance of Superman oh, writ large. Absolutely. I think it's a bad character. I'm not interested in seeing a movie of someone who is completely powerful the entire time. Well, the problem is that he's not, he has yet to be really written correctly in a movie. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. There are some wildly compelling stories about Superman out there, and especially in like DC animated stuff. But you, but from an audience at large, live action, there has never been a well-written Superman movie. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But I, I understand how Superman can be written correctly and written interestingly but at for me really at the end of the day it's just i'm just not really interested it's just not the character for me whereas like you like you were saying that like your two superheroes were luke skywalker and superman for me it was luke skywalker and the x-men those were so so like my my interest in superheroes went a completely different direction Mm -hmm. and i just was never really interested in in superman so that being said I actually had a great time with this movie. But as we've been like kind of talking as we were setting up the podcast today, I was like, okay, I mean, I see. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> but 
But, 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 before we, like, dive into Superman writ large. We'll get there. um, This is normally the time of the show where Adam and I kind of just talk shop for a little bit and just see how we're doing. But uh, we're recording this ahead of time because I have a baby coming. Um, So we've introduced a a new segment at the beginning of our show called Roll for Convo. Our producer, Brian, um, has come up with uh, 12 conversation topics to maybe, you know... Tw- did I say 12? You did say 12. You this, know, this is not a D20. This, you know, in my head, I said I saw a D20, and I said 12. Hmm. Um, Uh-oh. My dyslexia is rubbing uh-oh. off on you. Uh-oh. 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 Um, uh-oh. We have 20, we have 20 conversation topics sure. to just uh, kind of, you know, it, it just... Start str- a conversation. Strengthen our bond as, as, as internet best friends. Or break it. Or break it. I'm sure some of these questions are uh, ticking time bombs yeah, that we were unaware of. Yeah, sometimes we just want to, you know, sometimes we just want to talk about the magic that is Vancouver. <sighs> hey, it's a beautiful city. It rains a lot. They shoot a lot of they shoot a lot of shows there. Mm-hmm. It's the Hollywood. Great. It's the Hollywood of Canada, Jay. <laughs> Roll for combo. All right, I have a D20 roller on my phone, okay. and I'm rolling it now. Here we go. I got eight. Eight. Have we already done eight? We have, but what? Brian, Brian replaced al- it? He always replaces the question. He's the best, He's man. very good. Our producer is really good. Uh, okay, so our roll for convo question for this episode is, craziest story from a survival job. Oh. Huh. Cra- my craziest story from a survival job? Mm-hmm. Um... Hmm. hmm. I mean, I have a lot of them because I worked in the service industry for an extraordinary a lot of stories. Of time. A lot of yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. Um. The short, the shortest one I have is uh, I was waiting on a, a table of old ladies uh, who were having a brunch, who were having brunch, and I approached the table, and one of the old ladies uh, looked at me and said, "You're tubby. What's good here?" Oh, 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 <laughs> and, I oh. Went, <laughs> and I went, oh, <laughs> and all three of the other ladies at the table panicked. Yes. Oh, yes. At least. OK, that's the right reaction. At least they panicked because I knew that was not a nice thing to say. <laughs> to which I said, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> to which I said, you're old. <laughs> You're not gonna like what you're. You're gonna complain about whatever I bring you anyway. Nice, <laughs> zing. And she went, "I like you." And I went, "I don't like you. I do not like you." <laughs> yeah. uh, but I got a very good tip. It was fine. That uh, old. Uh, the cra- my craziest. Uh, my my cra- one of the craziest uh, survival job stories. Um, one time, uh, we had. Okay, so this was a night where we had two six-tops. Those are um, tables that sit six people, right? Yes. Okay. A six-top is, is, a, is a party of six. That's how restaurants refer to it, a, a table, a top. Okay. Um, we had two six-tops in two opposite ends of, of, uh, the, uh, of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, we had people call ahead uh, from one of these parties. Both of these, both of these six-tops... Were and this is not a con- this is just the fact of the matter. Both tables were had birthdays at the table. Both birthdays were full six top of all Korean people. Okay, both six tops 
both all Korean wow. Korean birthday parties. Okay. Not sh- it, wow. It, uh, so we knew one of the we we knew one of the parties was bringing in their own cake, and uh, and <laughs> they so one of the, like the the people bringing the cake uh, for one of the for joining uh, both tables had four people at them when they first got sat, and they're both waiting for two more. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people came in. And let's just say the table on they were going to the table on the left and they said, "Hey, we're bringing this birthday, we're bringing this birthday tiramisu like a big one. Um uh this is for that birthday party uh over there to the left." And we said, "Oh, okay, great. I take the cake, I go put it in the freezer or the tiramisu and go mm. put it in the freezer in the back." And then uh and then all it's all well and good. Everything is great. Um the the both parties uh, I um both parties go well. The my six top were the ones that had brought the cake. Uh, I bring out the tiramisu to that party, put the candles on it. We sing happy birthday to the person, and then I go have chef cut it up and bring it out for everybody. And then, like everyone's eating their tiramisu and having a wonderful time. And then the party on the right, uh, one of the one of the party members on the party of the right gets up and comes to the host stand, and specifically finds me and was like, "Oh, we're ready for our birthday tiramisu that we brought in." And I went. I went, hey, what? I was like, you're, what? And she was like, yeah, we're actually back here. And I went, excuse? I was like, what? So they got their table wrong? They got their own table wrong. Right, they got they got their they, table wrong. <laughs> yes. And it was one of those things where I explained the situation to her. She freaks out. She calls me a racist. <laughs> Oh, she no. was like, oh, just because we're all Korean. I'm like, ma'am, you thought those you pointed to those people and said those, you confused them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you pointed at that table and said that table that has the tiramisu and then didn't think to correct yourself when you got to the right table. I was like, fortunately, we serve tiramisu. I can hook up your whole party. We can we can make this. Yeah, we can make this right. It's not that it's not that hard to not fix. A, not a big deal. But it was one of those things where I was just like. It, at the end of the day, the most buck wild thing was that party, the, the other six top, just no one said anything. They just received. They just took oh, that man. big old tiramisu and thought that that's just. A, and then when I dropped their check, like, because I found out because I, I, their check was down. And then after I had this conversation, they were like, why is there like a, des- like a dessert fee on our thing? I was like, well, we have a cake cutting fee for bringing the tiramisu. I'm like, we didn't bring that. I'm like, you thought I was just going to give you a free? No one decided to say anything. It's, it's a birthday. You were just going to like take a tiramisu to the dome yeah. and not say a word. Yum, yum, yum. Get that egg it stuff was in my mouth. insane. It was, it was like one of those. But like the moment she was like, we're ready for our tiramisu. And like me just like. Just slow, creakily, that's, like that's the camera just like moving to the left and watching them all just like eating tiramisu. And like, ah! I'm like, I'm so so fucked. Jay, <laughs> Jay just looks to cameras like, uh. wee, wee, wee. <laughs> it, it all ended up we we all ended up having a good laugh about oh, it. At sure. the end. and she apologized for calling me a racist because I was like, I just did what I did what you told me to. do. <laughs> 
She was like, you didn't know I, was, I wasn't at the table? I was like, I have got 13 <laughs> tables. I was like, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not making direct eye contact with everyone. Been like, uh, like it's, you know, this is, we're just, I'm slinging spaghetti, ma'am. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can. There's, I have a lot of other crazy, like the restaurant uh, sank at one point. I'm sorry, it sank. Well, we're in a basement, yes. and one time it one we had a storm so bad that the grease trap also backed up, and oh, the, so like basically like the restaurant had like three feet of water in it, and I had to tell people that they needed to leave, like they were at their table like drinking cocktails, like having fun, and they're like, ah, oh, it's not that bad, and I was like, get the get to the lifeboats, get out of here, get out of here, ma'am, we're actively flooding. Please leave. I can't believe that I'm having but the that. spaghetti is so good. They weren't. They were done eating at that point. It was insane. They to really me. wanted their tiramisu. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it's really good. I there. heard it's free. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's free. <laughs> they just bring a whole one, a whole giant one. Even though we have it on the God, I did just. I yeah, I walked away just being mad at my table, being like, "You just took this tiramisu. No one wanted to yeah. say a damn thing." No. It, and then they didn't have to pay for it anyways. I just took it off the check. I was yeah, like, you, of course. Yeah. All right. So. So. We man, comboed well. What do you mean? That was a good combo. Oh, I thought you said combo. I also, we're a good combo. Yeah. What's <laughs> your favorite flavor of combos? What am I about to say, Jay? Just pick one. Jay, I've never had a combo. I know. Just say one. The pretzel one? Great. Is there a, is there a pretzel one? <laughs> You know, sometimes you could just, you know, sometimes I'll just go away if you just say one. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, oh, what's your favorite flavor of Pop-Tart? And you went strawberry. I'd be like, cool. Because <laughs> you know it, it never enters my brain to lie to you. <laughs> just say it. Her strawberry. All right. <laughs> Moving on. I know cinnamon. Because well, a lot cinnamon of times one? I ask questions and I'm not even really thinking that hard about it. <laughs> and you're like, "Well, I've never had them." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, I was like, "Oh, I don't think I've ever had one." But I'm, 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 yeah, I just like a lot of times. Yeah, I feel like sometimes <laughs> like, you think I want to answer your question. I feel like sometimes you think I'm targeting you, and I'm like, "It's just that's just something that I say." Like, like if I'm like eating a, like eating a Pringle, and like someone walks through, I'm like, "You know, what's your favorite flavor of Pringle? What do you like?" And you're like, oh, this. I'm like, all right, neat. I'm going back to what I'm doing. <laughs> like, it's never, you're always like, I've never had them. Why are you targeting me? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I I just, I'm just making conversation. I anything about targeting. Yeah, you get to All right, Superman, Man of Steel. All right, brought to you by Pringles and Combos and Pop-Tarts and Pepperidge Farm. Um, so, Superman, Man of Steel. Uh, before, it's, just, it's just Man of Steel. It's just Man of Steel? Yeah, there's no Superman in this one. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah, I guess I... Yeah. I know. A little weird. Huh. Man of Steel. Uh, before we hop into this movie, I feel like we kind of need to get Brian in here, though. I oh, we, need yeah, we to... probably should. Because this is interesting. Because this, this started the, the original Zack Snyder DCU, which got off to a rocky start. Yeah. And the one that they are abandoning, or... They're flashpointing. Retro flashpointing? They're flashpointing. What a bummer. All right. Um, but yeah, Brian, why don't you, uh, when, uh, Man of Steel, roll that beautiful bean fun fact footage. Thank you, gentlemen. Today we're trying to fix 2013's Man of Steel. Directed by Zack Snyder and written by David S. Goyer, it stars Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Russell Crowe, Kevin Costner, and Diane Lane. 
This movie launched the DCEU and made around $668 million on a $225 million budget. When all is said and done with marketing costs, the net profit was around $42.7 million. It is the highest grossing solo Superman movie, but adjusted for inflation, it's actually number two. A standalone sequel was in early development before they decided to merge it with Batman and make it Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. And if you care, this movie has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. I also want to add that I love Superman and happen to also really like this movie despite its flaws, especially I love the flashback vignettes. However, we all know that Zack Snyder's best movie is the 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Thanks, Brian. Good job, Brian. Great job, Brian. I know Brian's also a big Superman fan, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, maybe we should be best friends. Yeah. No, here's the thing. I don't think you guys would be... I, 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 in, the long, in the long of the short of it, I don't think you guys would make very good friends. Oh, interesting. You're too similar. Oh. Yeah. You know why the, both of you guys like me so much? Because I'm very different than, than you guys. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but... So Superman, Man of Steel. Nope, just Man of Steel. Superman, <laughs> Man of Man of Steeler Man. Um, okay. Well, before we get to the actual reason why Jay liked this movie and why I'm going to tell him why, maybe he should rethink his position. Possibly. Uh, it's been almost ten years since this movie came. No, it has been ten years since this movie came out. Um, so maybe you need a refresher to uh, of what happened in this movie. Because they really tried to start a whole DC universe off of this thing, and it just didn't work out. And I will kind of, I think you'll understand it when I do the plot drop. Because, well, I'm gonna do the plot drop. I'm gonna get through this really fast. Because yeah. I know this movie decently well. Because I know all its flaws. Oh, what's in the plot? It's the plot drop. So, Man of Steel, in a short amount of time. We start on Krypton for 20 freaking minutes. And basically, it's the same Superman story that we all know and love. Superman gets rocketed off a Krypton before it explodes. Here's the main difference. This Krypton, uh, there are no such things as natural birth. Everyone gets born in some kind of weird insecty test tube type of thing. And it's like more of like a caste system where like your fate is determined since your, since your birth. You're going to be a scientist. You're going to be a soldier guy. You're going to be a politician. Yeah. That's just it. Everyone's got the rules defined from birth. But uh, Kal-El, Superman, Clark Kent, uh, was born naturally, and he's the first one to be born naturally on Krypton in, like, thousands of years. And so Jor-El, his father, before he rocks him off to Earth, is like, hey, here's all the genetic information of Krypton that I encoded into your DNA. Bye! Boo! Same Superman story that we all know and love. Lance of Kansas gets picked up by the Kents. It's a kid, has a hard time being a kid because, you know, he's getting powers, and he doesn't understand stuff, and his parents are really nice his dad's kind of maybe teaching him to like don't be a hero possibly it's very weird his yeah, the lesson his from dad, the dad is not good it's not good whereas pa kent it, it, ma and pa kent are like the reason why he's it's, yes. all, it's nature and nurture with clark but his parents ma, the kents are very good people yes and they did a fantastic job raising clark yeah in this movie they especially too martha been, yeah <gasps> That's the name of my mother. I don't know. Why did you say that name? Oh, let's go. Why did you say that name? Oh, let's go. Oh, let's start the Justice League. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, uh, Pa Kent dies in a tornado for no reason. Uh, and then Clark tries to find out where, because there's no crystal. He doesn't have a crystal like he does in all the other films. There's no Fortress of Solitude. He just wanders the planet for 
years trying to find who he is and where he came from. There's no, there was no reason for Pa Kent to go. Just let Clark go. You're right. He doesn't have to use his powers. He just has to use. He just has to be invulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. He could have just like held onto him and just stood his ground. And like, I miraculously saved. Like, oh, we didn't, we didn't get sucked up. I don't know what happened. You know, ripped the door off the car, grabbed the dog. Yeah. And ran. Yeah. No. Don't. Anyway, sorry. We're plot dropping. Plot we gotta dropping. keep moving. Uh, so Clark finds himself, eventually finds a, an 18,000 year old Kryptonian ship out of nowhere. Thankfully, he had a, a small like data crystal from his, from his ship that downloaded his father's AI consciousness into this thing. It's like, hey, here's the backstory of all the things that happened on Krypton. Oh, also, fun. here's a suit that I just made for you that just happens to be your super suit. Yeah. Go be the hope for the future. There's no logical reason for him to ever wear that outfit. I'm sorry. Everyone's like, I don't believe that we got a super suit. I'm like, it's all stupid. It's all dumb. No, it can be done correctly. It's possible. It's worked in the past. Uh, anyways, so he goes off to be, it's like, just, I guess, be Superman now. Sure. Well, Meanwhile, Lois Lane figures it out almost immediately. She figured it out immediately what yeah, was going she's on. she's Lois Lane. Yes. Well, this is the best Lois Lane reporter ever. She figured it out immediately. I like this Lois Lane. Oh, no. I thought they she, did a good job with her. Yeah, Amy Adams did a fantastic job. But, like, Lois Lane figures it also, out Also, Lois Lane's not a ginger. She's just not. It's hard for me to get around. Really? Yeah, Lois Lane in my head has just never been, never had red hair. It was like a, a, a strawberry blonde. Amy Adams? Yeah. Her hair is red, homie. Not that red. It is In this red. movie, it was, it was lightened up a lot in this movie. I understand, but Lois Lane is a brunette. Anyways. Lois Lane has black hair. Yeah. Or Either way. Either way. Lois figures it out immediately. She starts talking to Clark, and she's like, oh, no, they're good. Okay, so they're, they're basically friends. Out of freaking nowhere, in no way connected to what's been going on for the past hour, Zod shows up in a ship. Yeah. Oh, hey. I'm here for the, all the genetic information from Krypton that I know uh, Jor-El sent. I know, where is it? I'm going to destroy Earth. And then the whole movie starts, basically, of, like, Zod coming to Earth. I want Cl- Kal-El. Clark gives himself up. Oh, Krypton's atmosphere is different and weakens me, but also Earth's atmosphere weakens Krypton- Kryptonians for, like, 20 minutes. I don't know. It's really weird. It's kind of dumb. They fight in Smallville. So many people die. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Zod it's, sets up like a world engine to terraform the whole planet into Krypton for some reason, uh, which makes no sense. Nope, doesn't make any sense. Why would, why would you kill the, why would you kill the one thing that was making you all super beings? Well, the sun is, because Krypton had a red sun. I understand that, but I don't know. But, but yeah, it's, it's, every it's, time Superman got close to the terraforming machine, his powers got all wibbly wobbly. They did get wibbly wobbly. A bunch. He fights. Uh, Superman fights a bunch of robot tentacles for some reason. Destroys part of the world engine. Heads back to Metropolis. Uh, and, and actually, the, the, the U.S. military takes out the Zod ship in a pretty cool fashion. Yeah. That was pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, with all the Kryptonians gone, it's just Zod and Kal-El left, and they fight, and they don't. They they barely hurt each other the whole time. Uh, and then Clark snapped Zod's neck to save a couple of people. Yeah. He's really sad about it. And then at the I actually end, like that he kills Zod. Sure. And I know that that I know that like a lot of people were very conflicted about it. Yes, because it's the first time in in cinema that we've seen Superman kill somebody. Uh, yeah, but I will say five minutes before that, Zod says specifically, you, "Yes, this I ends, will not stop. I will not. This will end with either you or me dead." Yes. So yes, there was no choice. No, he did not. Yes, he took the choice away from Clark. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like Superman, doesn't do that. I was like. 
He has done. He's Superman yeah. has killed people in comics. Before. Absolutely, he but does. it was uh, it was a very shocking moment that I don't think that the general audience was ready for because they've sure. never seen that type of Superman before. Because he always Superman always tries to find a way of not killing people. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh my but god, think, did he actually kill him? Well, yeah. People well, are like, man, they destroyed like kind of destroyed an entire city. I'm like, in my mind, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, that is the ramifications of the power level we're dealing with. I understand it's 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 upsetting and it's a lot. Yeah. But you don't have you don't have the power of basically a god and things just go quietly in that regard. Like that it's people are like, man, the Superman movie was like really violent, like a lot of things like it was a lot of destruction. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what happens when Superman fights. Like, and you're just used to watching cartoons and stuff, and he just, like, rockets through a building, and everyone's magically fine because it's a cartoon. Like, and it's just like, oh, the stri- oh, you knocked out all the support beams on that building. Oopsie doodles. Although, yeah, okay. I liked this movie. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. And I, it's interesting. A lot of the stuff that I liked about it is stuff that you clearly get, re- like, really... I thought Krypton was great. It's dumb. I thought it was so... I thought it was a fun way... They had... They set up Krypton to me in a way that felt truly alien. Sure. Then I really appreciated about that. I will say that the little robots with like the faces with like the the little like squares that like popped out mm-hmm. like that, I find it I found those very triggering. Really? And I really didn't like it. Oh. I didn't like the like little nanite things. Like every time like the little like it's like you yeah, know the like little, the little when you nails, see like the yeah. honeycomb like holes on things like in a it's it it was yep. triggering that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did something's wrong, yeah. I Some, was like, this is not yeah. but I appreciated how alien it felt. Sure. So I was like, I don't like that. But but they all seem fine. <laughs> you know, because they're aliens. Um and I thought I thought giving I thought the concept of um <laughs> I thought the concept of them ha- like Kryptonians not having natural births and like everyone kind of having a predestined and that being set up as the difference for Clark having a choice, sure, and him choosing to be to defend humanity, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very compelling, and also like I just I liked, I, I I didn't feel like there were moments where I was like I actually felt like Superman was in trouble, like there were moments where I was like oh like this isn't gonna go well for Soups, mm-hmm. which is hard to do. In okay. a Superman property, in my opinion, because a lot of times it's like I have kryptonite, blah, 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 and it's like okay, like I don't know. I just feel like it's hard to it's hard to write. Like I felt like there was a direct correlation to the sun and his powers. Mm-hmm. Like there was more of a. It's not just like a he's invulnerable at all times. It's like no, I'm kind of like a like, battery, solar I'm, battery. I'm a solar battery. Yeah. Yes, I felt that. And I, uh, I, if anything, my only frustration with the movie is that I feel like they leaned a little too hard into Superman being an alien, and that I was like, there was no human, there was no his transition into like just choosing humanity didn't feel like as yeah prominent yeah, but yeah yeah I had I, I don't know I had a good time okay with this movie we did not do a Discord watch along for this one because this was just. This was just me, but yes, well, because this one's uh, banged for the little bit, for a couple weeks in the future. This I hadn't watched it since it came out, and when I watched this movie in the theater, 
I had when I walked out of the theater, it was the same way I walked out of Attack of the Clones, which was for I defended that movie for a couple of weeks before it really said it was like, yeah, the movie wasn't all that good. That was not. Oh, yeah, man, that movie wasn't that good. You defended Attack of the Clones for two weeks. Oh, two weeks. I really wanted to like it. Oh, I really wanted to like it. Yeah, but it's not a good movie. No. Um, this the problem with this movie is the the story of the central <laughs> question. Well, I mean, because the, the cast. The problem is, with this movie is this movie. Well, the, no, the, no, the <laughs> cast is fantastic. Yeah, the acting is great. Like everyone did a fantastic job. I think the cinematography is really good too. Yes, there there is a there is a place for Zack Snyder's eye and his what you know his type of action in a superhero film. Oh, I agree. The story that they're telling, though, was told incorrectly in my eyes. Yeah. Because the main, because the movie doesn't really start, we don't get to Clark until 20 minutes. There's 20 minutes on Krypton of just getting to the point where, like, we all know what's about to happen. Krypton's about to explode, and Kal-El's about to get rocketed off. And it took 20 minutes to get to the point of, like, hey, here's the MacGuffin I'm giving you. Away! I enjoyed that only because I feel like we've never really spent... Uh, it was the most... We'd never really spent any time on Krypton. And I... I so I thought it, I was not bored or thought it was weird in any way. Because I was also like, well, if we're doing an origin story, do it. Like, give me the full the full shebang. Okay. And it also services to set up their ba- the, the bad guy in this film. Sure. It's also the wrong bad guy. Zod is not the first is, is not your first villain. Okay. I mean, I would ask the question who is better, but I know that's just going to be in your fix. Yes. Also, I mean, I I will grant you. Superman does not have the best rogues gallery, but there is a there It's not even close, dude. I know. <laughs> but there are you can ramp the threats. There are enough characters in sure. Superman's back, backstory. Oh, yeah, Mr. Mizzleplex. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> it's not him. Woo! You're not going to do a fifth dimensional imp in the first yeah, movie man. either. Woo! Oh, Parasite. Woo, he's just purple. All right. Dude, it's Luthor, Zod, Brainiac. That's it. There are plenty of others. Woo! Okay. <laughs> but the thing that, the thing with Clark being lost in the beginning of the movie, of just like floating around the planet trying to figure out what the heck, where he's coming from, is, it, is a waste of time. A thousand percent. I agree with you. Because like, in the original, and just he's got the he's got the crystal from his pod. He makes the fortress. Here's all the information you need. Yeah. Here's everything about Krypton. It's like, but him just wandering, and just the way it's it's the movie trying to set up. This is a different Superman. He's a little bit broodier. He's yeah, a little bit like more self serious. Like and I don't care. I don't care. He just needs the information. But here's no. the other thing: the scene in the bar when he's just. Uh, you know, being a waiter or whatever, helping out, and the yeah. guy uh, flirts with that girl, and she's like, "Stop!" And he steps out for well, her. He doesn't flirt with that girl. He assaults. He's that assaults girl. her. That's similar to Superman Two, sure. And when Clark, you know, doesn't have, doesn't have his powers and steps up, and he gets uh, beat down by a random guy mm-hmm. when he doesn't have his. And at the end of the movie, when he has his powers back and his beat Zod, he goes back to that bar or that diner and flexes on that guy. So this scene in Man of Steel is a kind of a nod to that scene. Sure. But like in Superman 2, like he just lets that guy come at him and then he just kind of humiliates him a little bit in like 
oh, what? everyone's like, what? What happens? Like, I've been, I've been working out, and it's like kind of a cute, like, cause he, he humiliated him. He beat him in a fight, but like he didn't straight up throw trees through his truck. Dude, I thought that was awesome. Like, was Get it? It was Get it him. awesome. Sure, but like that's. It's just like that's. Okay, that's revenge maybe Batman would do. That's just know, yikes. Cause he Clark ruined that guy's livelihood. So what? I'm just saying he it just seemed to both look, of his arms off. <laughs> yes. He could have. Hop goes your arms. It's just all the things leading up to the point where Clark gets the information. <laughs> Don't hit on the weight staff or I'll rip off your arms. <laughs> maybe your head or your legs too. Pop! Go your extremities. <laughs> Go get him, Superman. Oh, God. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, it's just the whole thing. Like, it doesn't, it didn't feel like Superman. The central, the central sure. question of the movie was, if Clark comes out as Superman, will everyone be scared of him? Yeah. And he doesn't actually do anything heroic in the movie until the fight in Smallville. Sure. Which is 90 minutes into the he film. He saves that bus. It's a he kid. He saves those kids. Yeah. For me... But, like, that didn't... I'm going to be honest. I don't... I think... I'm fine with them subverting expectations of Superman because I think it needs it. But, like... And I know a lot of people, like, he is a... He is a beacon of hope. He is, like... He's the guy. So I get I get why people were frustrated by that. Sure. For me, I'm okay with it because, if anything, it felt like this is... If anything, it was like, okay, we're, we're deconstructing Superman to some degree. At least it, it's, it may not be elegant, but it's not, it's not unthoughtful, if that makes any sense. No, it just wasn't done well enough. That was like, it just, the fights were really cool, but like, it just, it didn't feel like a good representation of what Superman, because there, there are really good deconstructions of the character, but this just felt like, oh, we're just going to do a bunch of action and Zod's here now, and we're not going to answer the question. Is like, oh, because you keep posing it the whole time. Car- his, his dad's like, maybe you shouldn't have saved people. Maybe you should just stay secret. Maybe don't do anything. And he's like, but I can. I want to help, but like, yeah. maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you just shouldn't. And that's just like, yeah. what? And then, nope, just let me die. Well, and also, what? when you have a caliber of Diane Lane and Kevin Costner playing the parents, you got to do more. You got to give me more. Yeah. That's like my whole fix. Oh, is it really? Pretty much. Because like there was some really like I'm not going to I'm I'm not I didn't I didn't agree with his mindset. Mm-hmm. But the shot of Kevin Costner by the car with the tornado coming and him holding his hand out to Clark and saying don't. It got me. Oh, really? I didn't agree. I didn't agree with, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. That's the magic of movies sometimes is like the way something is shot and the way something is like structured. Mm-hmm. I may not agree with the sentiment, but I can appreciate the moment. Sure. Not even um, can I tell you my, this is going to make, make you mad, I think. Okay. Can I tell you my least favorite thing about like the Superman movies writ large? Sure. And you're going to argue with me and you're going to tell me why I'm wrong, but we both know. Deep down, deep down inside, okay. I'm right. The S doesn't mean hope. I hate it. I hate it. It's in the S means hope. No, it doesn't. It's an S. It was Superman. They made a Superman. When they made it the character, it was an S on the chest for Superman. Dude, that, that only came about in this movie. Is that, oh, is that for real? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought it was in the old ones too. No. Oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I ha- I think it's so dumb. The S stands for hope. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's Superman. You're Superman. <laughs> like it's it's super. You have an S on your chest because your name's Superman. Like it's guys. That's so stupid. And you know me. I'm the most hopeful person you'll ever meet. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised. It's you're- so stupid. It just. It's not. It's just. It's just not. They had to justify why he had an S on his chest because it's stupid. Okay. It's not. Listen, you're not. Into, I thought you were I, gonna like really come at me with this. No, that's this is this is a new thing. Oh, okay. They, they, they came. Oh, up, I, I again. I no, have not is, seen the, the old Superman. This movies. is a new thing. This is like I, I, maybe Zack Snyder came up with it or it came up recently in the comics of like maybe with this maybe this symbol should mean a thing. So no, this is a more newer iteration of like oh no all all the Kryptonian houses had sigils. And the, the House of L's sigil just happened to it's be in this configuration, and it means hope for us. But that is a that is a retcon of just like why don't we have put it in this? Because he's Superman. Yeah, because his why character was made a hundred be... years ago when that was oh that was perfectly fine. Yeah. Now we need to justify things. Why do you have a bat on your chest to enlist fear in the hearts of criminals? Hello again, gentlemen. I'm going to pop back in here for a moment because there's actually a little bit of history on the Superman S. Yes, it originally was S for Superman. In 1978, Superman the movie, it's the House of L crest that just happens to be S-shaped. This was Marlon Brando's idea. Then, in the 1986 Superman reboot comic, The Man of Steel, Jonathan Kent designs the logo based on a Native American symbol, which implies that Superman was a, quote, healer. In the 2004 Mark Wade comic series, Birthright, the S stands for hope, and Superman believes that it's his family crest. Additionally, on the Supergirl TV show from 2015, it stands for her family motto, Stronger Together, which supports the show's larger themes. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. You don't have to explain anything. Just put the S on his chest and move on. You know what I mean? Listen, you're sometimes just, people think like I just feel like it's script supervisors being like, "Well, we should justify this," or, or don't, or don't, or just do the thing. Yeah, it's modern te- storytelling. Just have it as Martha made the suit. And, we want justifications. I don't know. I think it's stupid. I, I, and it just is not a take you would think I would have. No, because you're a hopeful person. Yeah, it just, it just didn't. I was like, <laughs> it just, it just felt. Oh, it, no, <laughs> I was like, no. Nah, well, I mean, not. that's the same thing as like, oh, just save Martha. My name, my mom's name is Martha. No, no. Like, no, that's not no. Because <laughs> because that, so, I'm because so that sorry. felt like that. Honestly, that felt like I could. Just, I just flashed back to him sitting in front of his computer, being like, "Wait a second, both of their moms' names are Martha." I'm gonna be honest. With I you. got it. Like, I keep forgetting nah, that that movie exists. Nah, man. To me, that movie is Superman versus Batman is or Batman versus Superman is like kind of a like fever dream of a film for me. Oh yeah, I will get there too. We're, we'll do that eventually. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the thing is, the destruction in this movie, it it felt like it was too much. This this movie was so like this. There was more destruction going on in Metropolis uh, with Superman v Zod than the first Avengers film. Yeah, which was just like, okay, please stop. This seemed this is too. This feels too much. I di- it felt it felt wrong, and you're not wrong. And you're not wrong. It's with, realistic though. Yes, but it's. it's I, I, and you're not wrong in that. It just, but it, from my perspective, it was like, gee, okay, can we? Yeah, you're right. But like, also, good God, can we not destroy Metropolis? This also, one? good speak, Lord. I will say this thematically. I think it's on point. 
it, from what he's trying to make from this movie, if the whole concept is like, should, is humanity going to be afraid of Superman? They, he gives them a good a reason to be afraid. Okay, sure. You're okay. You're not wrong. What happens after the fight, though? Do we ever come back to that question? No, we well, don't. No, we don't. Yeah. But you, know, but you know what he, I'm saying. Sure, he downs the drone. He's like, that was a million-dollar drone. I was like, you're never trying to find out where I hang my cape. Generally, you're not. And then the girl's like, he's kind of hot. Like, that felt like the first, like, actual, like, there's your, that's it. That's your scene. Yes. Clark being confident, doing a thing, and be like, hey, I'm, I was raised in Kansas. I'm on your side. You're going to have yeah. to trust me. I'm, gonna, I'm here to help. Like, it's, that's, it, that was it. The, the final scene of the movie finally got it. But and like, I feel like this movie would, and it is oh. frustrating to me that this movie's not perfect, but I feel like this movie could have set up a fun trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the kind of yes. thing where I was like, eh, it's a little gritty, it's a little bit rough around the edges, but, like, it's serviceable. Like, there's, there's a way to get this off the ground. Yes. And I guess it's frustrating that we didn't really get that. No, 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 no. Because, like, I don't know. It, mm, I think we need to get into our fixes. We should too. get into talk, our we've fixes. We, we've, been, we've been keeping the peaches for a while. Let's get to our fixes. Fix it! Uh, you're going to go... F- Jay's going to go first. Um, I am going to go first, because my fixes are not... Cr- it's not... Uh, honestly, it's, this is not an overhaul in any, in any way. Okay. Um... I'm mostly fixing the first act. Oh, okay. Because uh, I feel like if you fix the first act, it's like it's uh, it's like uh, chiropractic. It's like if you just kind of like get the if you get like the base get the alignment right, you get the alignment right. Like a lot of things are gonna fix their way, like fix their way on the way out. Sure. Um, I'm keeping. I am keeping the Kryptonian opening because I thought it was fun. Okay. I thought it was great. Uh, the only thing I'm changing about uh, the opening in Krypton is that we are not encoding we're not putting the codex of kryptonian dna into uh his body yeah because that doesn't make we're dealing with an alien race that like is capable of all these things but even i was like that's just that's not he's he was a baby and you altered his dna like that that he wouldn't have made that's not that is not a thing that happens that doesn't make any sense we do need his body dead or like, I guess. And it's like more for me. I was like, it didn't even add any stakes. It didn't to what Zod was already doing. It didn't matter. It could have been the MacGuffin. So we're keeping it the MacGuffin. Sure. Hey, Jay, did you say stakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. <laughs> How dare you? Um, Another thing that really frustrated me about this movie uh-huh. uh, was that I, th- I felt the flashbacks like actually in the, 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 f- the way that they structured the flashbacks in this and the way that like the storyline unfolded, it commits the one sin that like for me is actually real almost unforgivable. Okay. I don't, I have, I lose, I lose track of the, the concept of how time has progressed Oh, okay. I hate it when that happens. I like to have a firm idea of how much time has passed. Between scene one, flashback, and then scene two, you need to like, wait a second. Lois just shows up to the thing in a place off. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. it's like how much time, like don't, like if you're going to, if you're going to jump a couple of months after a flashback, you need to inform me in some way as an audience member. And I feel like this movie, like it wasn't terrible, but it's, 
Yeah, that first act is I haven't. It's if, t- the time is all sorts all over the place. If I don't have a, if I don't have a concept of time in a movie, I, I tune out. That's a very that's a very good point. Yeah, that first yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So we're keep honestly keeping this linear. Oh, this okay. first act is Clark landing in Kansas. Sure, yeah. And I want to see I want to see Martha and Jonathan find Clark. Mm-hmm. And it, look, if we're doing the origin story, you got to just do the origin story. Sure. Like I, I guess for me, it's like they're like, oh well, we've done so much Superman in the past. I'm like, okay, well then don't do then don't do an origin story. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it, do it. So we're doing it. Okay. Um, and I think it, it also like. To me, it shows an investment from the filmmaker that we are planting the roots properly okay. to move forward. Sure. Because once you have assumed that I kinda know that we all kinda know the origin story, that's where like having the audience kind of assume that compounds exponentially as you go. Okay. I feel sometimes. But um, like they did it with the recent Spider Man films. In what regard? But didn't do the origin. Spider Man just shows up and has his three movies. I would argue that they they that should they the, should the, have. Had, I would argue that those first three movies are the origin story. Okay, we get all the way to the. But point. we don't. We never saw the the bite. Isn't that kind of like? Oh, I, I, I'm taking origin. I'm taking more origin story from like a killing Uncle Ben situation than I am a, I see. a spider bite. I got you. No, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but Spider Man. Yeah, they were like we just they didn't do it. We just did it. Yeah, he was already Spider Man. Yeah, like if the the, the movie could have just been him, he's Superman. Yeah. But like if if we're going to do, do it, if you're going to yeah, if you're doing you it, you got to do it. Okay, if we're gonna, if you're starting on Krypton, the next bunch of scenes better be Clark as a kid. Yes, I got you. Yes, Clark lands in Kansas. Um, I like the idea of setting up a kind of a montage uh, in the opening Krypton stuff mm-hmm. of as he's as uh, Jor El is prepping everything to send. Cal to Earth. I like the idea, like in an up style way. I like the idea of like interspersing a, a montage of a young Martha and Jonathan like trying to get pregnant over and over and over again and it not working. <laughs> oh, like I like the idea of like them like trying to start a family and like trying to make it work and like all the while like Jorel. So you can we can finally see we can actually see how important Clark not, is to them. Yes. Okay, that's yes. very good. That's and very he good. He lands, they find their baby, and uh, yeah, the first act all about the Kents. Um, and I think we see, I liked that. That was one thing about this movie that I really liked. I liked that, like, the hearing comes in and it's it's very disorienting. It's too much. And I like the idea of, I want to set up that <clears throat> both of them kind of help him come into his own. Mm-hmm. And they know, they obviously know he's not. Um, and I don't think they hide anything from him, but I like the idea that like Martha helps with certain things and Jonathan helps with other yeah. things. Like w- with him having too much, uh, like he- him hearing too much and seeing too much. Like Martha's the one that kind of like, like ter- helps him like center oh, himself. Focus. Yes. Um, whereas, uh, it's the kind of thing where they're like they explain to him like, hey, like here's how we found you. Like you came in the ship. They like explain it like relatively early. I think like before yeah. he's like going to school. Sure. And they explain like you're different. That doesn't mean you're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also means that like we're not sh- we're not sure where you came from, and we're not sure what if people are looking for you. But like you're still our son. But like when you're going to school, like I, you need to like kind of you don't need to hide who you are, but like you need to hide what you can do. 
Right. And I think that's that that's the like they're taking a very mature mindset. Like that specifically. You don't need to hide who you are, but you need to hide what you can do. Right. Because you because you might also hurt other people. And we, we don't want to hurt other people. Right. Um That's very good. Because it's less about people like attracting attention and more being like, you know, ever we need to keep everybody safe. Um School doesn't go super well because Clark is obviously like trying to like hide who he is. Doesn't go super well. What's up? It doesn't go super well. No, it just goes, super, it goes hope well, right? It means hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm turning your mic off. Hold on a second. I'm turning your mic off. It's just me from now on, everybody. You're gonna hear Jay in the background of my mic. How dare you? How dare you? I'm, I, I, oh, it's I, so stupid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk out. Jay, I, how dare you? No, it doesn't. It's an S. <laughs> it's an S. Don't even. Don't even. I want to leave this podcast. Don't even make right it now. more than it is. Um, how dare you? Uh, so upset. And um, school doesn't go well. And uh, this is where we keep the uh, we keep the bus crash. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. Um, I think the bus crash uh, goes in such a way that the town kind of starts to understand where he is, but I think they see him as a miracle and I think they're not, they're not quite as like aggressive about it, but the, but he saves the bus. But I, I think there are some students who don't make it because like he, he like hesitates and he's, isn't sure what he's supposed to do. And it's the kind of thing where he who hesitates drowns his schoolmates. I also am leaving this podcast. Okay. So, like, who's doing this Good podcast? Job. That was, it was nice well, Brian, you. take over. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, this is a 10 hot. What's your fix? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Welp, I uh, guess I have to host another podcast. So, uh, here we go. Hey, Peaches, welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm your host, producer Brian, and this is super sad to be hosting by myself. Even though I have an excellent fix for Man of Steel, I'm going to pass it back to Jay and Adam to finish out their Man of Steel fixes. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. And Jay, your fix is really hope so far. And I'm looking forward to Adam's being equally as hope. So from here, I, I think we see a Clark, a young Clark who is um, trying to come into his own, but also like isn't uh, isn't necessarily sure like what he's capable of or is he good enough or the the death of like the couple of students like really weigh on him. And I think Jonathan finally sees this and is like, hey. I, I, I still I don't want everyone to know what you can do, but but you and I need to know what you can do. So this is where I don't I don't think Jor-El teaches Cal how to be Superman in this movie. His the, his parents, parents teach do. him how to be Superman. And so I love the idea of like a long kind of training montage of Jonathan and Clark just like in like goofing around in the barn. And like and in the fields and stuff because they have a ton of land. They do so have a lot like, of land, yeah. They can do a bunch of stuff out there, like and teaching them how to fly and like do all these things and like clocking him as he runs fast, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's Kevin Costner, yeah. And it gets to a point where, uh, like Clark is is becoming a teenager, or like becoming like a young adult. And I think we can. I I think this is where you add in what's his name from Smallville. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tom Welling? Yeah. Because I feel like if we're going to do like the progression of time, let's just let, let's throw a bone to the fans and throw in like a Tom, like Tom Welling. Wow. Sure. At that point, he would be old enough that like he'd be like in his eight, like eighteen or so, or is he too Tom, old? Well, he's too old. Too old. No, never mind. Yeah, um, Smallville's almost done in 2013. He's um, in his 30s at that point. I'm gonna pop in here with some Smallville info because I love Smallville. Smallville ran for 10 years, 2001 to 2011 on the WB, which became the CW halfway through its run. Smallville's Tom Welling was born in 1977 and would have been 36 in 2013, but around 34, 35 when they filmed Man of Steel. How many times can I say Smallville, 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 back to you, gentlemen. And so it's gotten to the point where the training has gone really, really well, and Clark is kind of coming into his own, um, and he's he's ready to to go. He's ready to go, um, and Jonathan and Martha are not ready to uh, let him go. And it, it, there's obviously like a really like uh, mean conversation between the two of them. Clark like flies off, but eventually like um, Jonathan finds him in the barn. Like after he kind of comes back. Um, and I think there's like a really meaningful scene. It's just like Jonathan finally like explains to him, like, you know, we tried so hard to have a family we tried so hard to like, you know, and you're not ours, but like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dad feels, ah, I'm going to have a son soon. Yes. Ah. And you're going to be crying all the time. Um, sorry. It's like what you're able to do. It's like you're a miracle, but you are our miracle first. So we're having a hard time letting you go. Um, and it's like, and it's like, we know you're, you're supposed to be the person that's, you're supposed to help people. Um, but like, we're just not ready to let you go. Um, and then I um I think it's the kind of thing where um we see him leave and uh uh head to Metropolis and start helping people. Um and people start to kind of know who Superman is. And Martha builds the suit and it's just nice because he's Superman. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, eventually then this is how the first the, and the, honestly I'm kinda at the end of my fix because I think from here I think we can track. Then Zod um, shows up and well, a, a, a lot of I like events. the idea of Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan uh, uh, gets very sick and dies. Oh no! And that's it's like the kind of thing, and I think that's more poetic because it's the kind of thing. It's like the one thing that Clark can't save him from. Yeah. Um, and it's just the kind of thing where he comes home, and uh, while while Clark is there, he inspects the ship that he come came in. And he's like, I just need some answers. Um, and then I think he. Uh, kind of sets up the uh, as he's going through the shuttle, it sets off like a gives him coordinates for the like seed vehicle. As as we're seeing Lois Lane get to that sequence and she's taking pictures and she kind of just like sees like as she's taking pictures she sees like a just a bolt come down like like a blur like a red blue blur yeah. Um, but also I think before before Jonathan's death, all of his stuff in. Uh, Metropolis is he is it's incognito. He doesn't. There's no, no cameras, no nothing. Like mm-hmm. he's keeping it on the on the DL. Um, and so, 
uh, he finds the ship, meets Lois, and then we kind of set in motion uh, the... Oh, one more change. Sure. Um, I think Jor-El is also interested in restarting Krypton. Just not on Earth. Oh. He was like, Sure, sure, sure. I have given you the ability I've yeah. given you all the tools you need to restart to rebuild Krypton. Mm-hmm. He's like, There are these eligible planets. If Earth is not if you're not interested in terraforming Earth, like there are these other options. Um and and uh Clark is just not Yeah. He was he's, be, he's interested in that, yeah. but it's not he has to make the choice, like, everyone is making him have to cho- choose humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think we learn from Zod that, like, I've been to those other planets, they're dead. It's not they're happening. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he's so intense. He really is. Michael Shannon does not mess around. He really doesn't. He does not. Um, yeah, and then I think the movie kind of goes from there. And uh, I'm not changing much, because I thought a lot of the action was really fun. Zod was interesting. Mm-hmm. That was fine, but I wanted more Kevin Costner as Superman's dad, sure, and Diane Lane as his mom. Yeah, yeah. So that's my that's my fix. All right, that's it. That's a much better movie. Yeah, because we see him become human. Yes, we see, and because we started on this alien world that's so alien, we have to see him become a human. Mm-hmm. Anyways, good job, dude. Thanks. Uh, okay. My turn. Uh, <laughs> I... Oh, boy. Stra- strap in. Strap in, everybody. Uh, I went in a completely different direction. Um, I... So, this, as I said earlier, the central theme of this whole movie is, like, if Superman shows up, would everyone be scared of him, or would they accept, accept him? I'm gonna go ahead and keep that question. It's like, that's what this movie's gonna be about. Oh, okay. You asked... They asked an interesting question. If you want to, like, modernize Superman, that would be the question you talk about. Yeah. They didn't answer it at I'm all. I'm here for it. I think movie. that's great. This movie is going to answer it. Also, um, casting stays the same. Everyone did a fantastic job. Oh, I don't think there's any need to change any casting. Um, yeah. And I am this also, this movie is going to be a little bit like Superman versus the Elite, which I think you'd really, really like because mm-hmm. that is a story from the comics that was called Whatever Happened to Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Superman and these this group called the Elite show up and they start taking care of business, like taking out the trash uh-huh. and everyone and public sentiment goes like, yeah, Superman just like stops people and then they go to jail and they come back. These Elite guys are making sure these guys never come back. Yeah, they're Batman. And so like Superman by the by the end of the story is just like, do you? Let's have it out. You think my way is wrong? Okay, let's do it your way. And like it's. A very interesting philosophical discussion using Superman's powers and abilities, taking on bad guys, and they actually have the discussion through the actions and the choices that people make of like, okay, let's answer this once and for all. Whose way is right? Yeah. Which way do you really want this all of this to happen? And it's it's very interesting. Uh, so I'm going to use a little bit of that story in this story because they're kind of asking the question: If would ever, would everyone be scared if Superman exists? So. Here we go. We're going we're gonna to do what I kind of suggested in, during your fix of, like, Spider-Man. Like, we're just starting. Superman's we're, here. Superman is here. We've, had a, we've already had we, five movies. There's so much. Right? We, five? Four? Uh, five. At the that first point. four. And, and then, then Superman Returns. Not, it was not Yuck. Brandon Routh's fault. He did a very good job, but that movie was not great. Um, so this is the next sixth one. 
But everyone knows Superman's origin. He's like the, you know, one of the most famous pop culture icons of all time. Everyone knows the story. We're just starting in Metropolis. Now, here's the thing. Metropolis is not in a great spot. It's by no means Gotham, right? It's not like dark yeah. and gritty and like, you know, criminal element everywhere. Sure. But it's not the beacon of hope, the bright city of tomorrow that it usually is depicted as. It's yeah. somewhere in between. It's having a rough patch. Um, there is crime around. There's lots of shadows and stuff like that. But out of those shadows, and this is where we're kind of starting the movie, kind of a little bit like from like the Batman. Like we see some crime happening and then we just see somebody emerging from the shadows starting to stop all this crime throughout the city. Now, we all know it's Superman, but like we're not going to show it. We're going to see a lot of people being like, oh, thank you. You know, because he stops muggings, he stops yeah. robberies and stuff like that. Like the, the little, the little, the small time crime and people are like reacting, but we're not going to see him do the stuff yet. And then the papers start picking up on like, there's a mysterious hero like running around Metropolis, like stopping all these crimes, crimes down 10%. Well, you know, people are like, and so the people are starting to ask this question about A, who is this mysterious hero? B, what about vigilantism? And is this a good thing? We're starting the movie pretty much off with that question. Yeah. While, while we're seeing it. So as people are asking the question, if this is such a good, if this is such a good person, why don't we know who they are? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's kind of how the movie, you know, the first couple minutes of the movie starts. And then we see Clark. We know it's Clark saving everybody. But Clark starts his first day at the Daily Planet. And he meets Jimmy and Perry and uh, Lois and Lombardi. And, and Cat Grant is there as well. Name more people who work at the planet. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's Kurt down by the copier edit. He's kind of kind of <laughs> sucks. Uh, there's Jimmy's pal Larry, who's in another one of those hub, uh, <laughs> yeah. photographers. And Sharon. Sharon yeah. is reception, Perry's yeah. receptionist. Yeah. yeah. She's always like. She's always of, eating Thai food in the office and stinking the place stinks up. Stinks the place up, yeah. <laughs> Perry keeps talking to her about it, but she doesn't listen. But she does really good work, so like Perry can't like the motor or anything like that because she does, she does good work. She keeps the calendar really well. So sorry, you just named a lot of names. I did. I, those are the people. Those are the people at the planet. Yeah, I was like, because oh. my my goal is to make this movie a movie that you would enjoy to get because you, you Superman's not your guy. I went by the end of this for, super, for Superman to fill be, his world out for to me. be your guy. Yeah, fill his world out for me. So they're like while while Clark is meeting everybody, all these characters are having the discussion of you know who is this guy, what's going on, and Lois is on the beach. She's trying to find out who this guy is. So uh, and also let's introduce Clark. Our Clark um, is not a doofus. He is because like in the in the seventies he was you know. Christopher Reed played him like a doofus. Yeah, he's a dork. He was it was a huge dork. This version of Clark is not he's not going to be as confident as he is as Superman. He's going to be a little less confident. But like he's going to be hiding well as because when the movie came, when this movie came out, uh Henry Cavill walked around New York City, no glasses, with his shirt open with a you know, with a Superman shirt on to see like would people actually like just recognize Superman if he was walking around. And nobody did. I will say the one thing I liked about this movie, the, about Man of Steel, mm-hmm. I feel like he, he becomes Clark Kent to go work at the Daily Bugle just to, so he'll think, just to make uh, Lois think he's cool. <laughs> and I kind of liked that. <laughs> like, oh, Lois works there. I'll go work there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you dork. You <laughs> 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 dork. Just a friendly reminder that Clark Kent works at the Daily Planet and that Peter Parker works at the Daily Bugle. Back to you, gentlemen. So Clark, you know, not a complete doofus. 
kind of a little bit of a nerd, a little bit of a pushover. You know, he's hiding in plain sight. Yes. He always slumps, you know, slumps a little bit. Like, he's doing a good job of, like, hiding and just kind of being, like, a normal guy. But also, like, a bigger guy because he's, like, he's a big old stack of beef. Has anyone ever written him as a good reporter? Oh, Clark is a fantastic reporter. Is he, though? Yes, he really is. Oh. Oh, he's very good. All right. Um, so Lois, or Clark gets matched with Lois, and so they go off to interview the chief of police to get a statement about this whole vigilante system, the whole vigilante thing. And, and Perry's like, go hang out with Lois. Like, she's our top reporter. You're going to learn, learn the ropes with her. And so we get the police, uh, the official police stance on this whole situation. And then while they're out, and they're having this ca- talk, and they're meeting, you know, they're, we're learning about Lois and stuff like that, Lois gets a call from Lex Luthor. Because he would like to provide a statement to her story. Because Lex, you know, is like one of the most famous people in town. Yes. People are very interested in what Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor thinks about stuff. Yeah. So Lois and Clark go to interview Lex Luthor. Now, by the way, Lex Luthor is now not played by Jesse Eisenberg. Lex Luthor is played by someone who's just slightly older than the, our main characters. He, he's basically the Lex Luthor from the animated series. He is oh, a, okay. He's a businessman first. He's very intelligent. He's got Lex Corp. Like, he's not like, the criminal mastermind! <laughs> no, no. He's a businessman. I'm going to be honest with you. I also, I didn't hate Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, though. Oh, he was terrible. Oh, okay. It's terrible. Oh, that was fine. Well, because that I Lex... I also don't care. Yeah, that... You also <laughs> don't care. So I'm not even going to... I'm yeah, not even no, going to no, argue. It's no, fine. No, it's like, you're, you're... Yeah. I have no dog in this fight. So, but he was bad. So this Lex is played by someone way, who's got way better acting, acting chops. And John looks Hamm. the part. John Hamm would be awesome. John Hamm. Yep, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so they get a quote from Lex. Lex is not really thrilled about this because it's like, what what, what happened to Law and Order? This person clearly is not, uh, you know, abiding by our, our laws. Because Lex Luthor is best written when he is a foil to to Superman. Yes. And John yes. Hamm is a foil because in- Lex has a point. Yes. Lex's point Lex of is view very is very rarely wrong. Is not exactly wrong. Yeah. So. Lex is not all that thrilled by it. His methods are wrong. Oh, his their methods are terrible. <laughs> but his point is not entirely wrong. So that night, Clark returns home, and um, he's he uh, starts saying you know, he helps a couple people on the way home and stuff like that. And but like just, everyone's talking about this vigilante, and everyone like some people are like yeah, this guy's nice, great. And some people are like yeah, but like but also I don't know. Some guy can just like do this stuff running around the city. That's really scary. I'm not sure. So Clark goes home. To Smallville. Okay. And he talks to both of his parents. They're both alive. Yay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not killing, I'm not killing Pa Kent because I want him in this movie because his parents, are. they're going to have this discussion of kind of what the discussion was in the movie of like, hey, you know, some people are going to be scared of somebody who, you know, you're a mysterious stranger like coming from the shadows. Like, you're not that guy from Gotham. He scares people like that. He wants to. Like, clearly, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Like, clearly, like, Gotham is scared of this guy. But... He needs that. He doesn't have powers. Well, they don't know that. But, but, <laughs> you know what I'm but, yes, I know. Exactly, but that's that's what that's what they're saying. Like, hey, you're not that guy. You're, you're you're our son is not meant to be in the shadows. You're supposed to be in the light. Like, you can't. I think what you need to do is like you should be a symbol, like of 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 peace, of hope to, for this city. So like, we maybe we maybe we're going about this the wrong way. Maybe you need like a maybe like you need like a suit. He's like, oh yeah, something like like to hide my identity, but like, yeah, to be like a symbol for the people, the city, exactly. So Clark and Ma go off to the fortress, and together they figure out the combina- the the suit, because so the Ma can still make a suit for him. Yeah. But with 
Krypton, uh, Kryptonian technology and stuff. It was supposed to be yeah. the last suit. And we can also see some nods to like old suits and stuff like that. And like, no, not quite like that. Oh, wait, wait, we can do. The, we can. I mean, you can do your like. What if we have your your uh, Kryptonian um, family symbol as a thing? As a, it looks like an S. Like, mom, that actually in Kryptonian that means hope. Like, yeah, yeah, but son, here it's an it's an S. <laughs> Sweetie, it's an S. Yes. Yes, sweetie, it's an S. Okay, did you add that in to make me happy? A little or? bit, yes. Okay, yeah, but okay. Al- but also like she's like that's yeah, but so it works both ways. But son, yes. that, but son, your, your your crest looks like an S here. So like it's <laughs> they're gonna call you, yeah. You know, I don't know what they're gonna. I mean, they're, we're gonna have to need a need, need a name. Yeah, but and we can come with that later. But like let's use that. That's really nice. So together they come up with a suit, and now he flies away, and he's like, okay, end of Act One. Like I'm now. Oh, this uh, I'm Superman. Flies back to Metropolis, uh, but meanwhile, in Metropolis, a well-organized gang is doing a heist for at the museum, and they're like, "Okay, there's some guy stealing dinosaur bones, stealing something." Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, there's this guy out there that's like stopping a bunch of crime, and it seems like you know he's got some type of power or whatever. Like, we, let's gear up to make sure we can. If this guy shows up, we can stop him." Yeah. So they have all this tech and gear with them. And while they're at the fortress and figuring out, they're picking out the right, the final suit. Which, by the way, I'm not gonna do undies on this one. I'm gonna maybe do like a red belt, but I'm not doing the undies. Okay. Um, that, that, that's still like a thing that's kind of still people are still debating it. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna go undies on this one. Um, Clark hears the, the the museum got broken into, <laughs> in the fortress. What? <laughs> I just appreciate you took like two minutes to just be like, we're not doing undies. I'm like, I didn't even, I don't care. That was for people. <laughs> That's for the listeners. Just let them like, know. Okay. So, so Clark hears the museum heist. We're not heist. doing undies. We're not doing undies. All right. Clark flies back to Metropolis in his suit for the first time, um, and he stops the the heist. But it, during the heist, um, while he's people are like shooting at him and trying to stop him from stopping them, um, crypt, uh, kryptonite is discovered for the first time. Because that's in the comics, and also I think in the animated series, there's like they just have kryptonite, you know, because people geolo- from the geology section, like, yeah, it's just unknown, a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of there. We don't know where this came from. Yeah, we don't know where it came from, but here it is. And like, you're going to be like in the back room. It may not be like being shown, it could be somewhere sure. in the back. And the, the guys realize that wait, I don't, they don't know what happened. And Clark's not entirely sure either, but like his powers start going wibbly wobbly on him. And they're like, oh, we have a chance to get out of here. Oh, we should go. Clark gets out of the situation, even though he doesn't exactly know why he got depowered and felt really weird for a second. Um, but he stops the guys. Now, one of the guys that was doing this heist, the leader of this heist, was uh, a guy by the name of John Corbin. And when uh, Clark stops him, he notices, because he's all of his super senses, that, that Superman's not wearing underpants. Yeah. I mean, it is. Like, wait, I thought you were supposed to be wearing underpants. You, were, you going commando in there? He's not wearing them! Clark realizes that John Corbin has a heart condition and says, hey, um, you should get that looked at because there's something wrong with your heart. And John Corbin's like, what? <laughs> so then you fly, the police show up, Superman flies off. So, hey, this is the first time the world has now seen Superman. Yeah. Oh, this is crap. Oh, okay. the, the, the mysterious stranger has been outed. Like, this is insane. What's going on? He st- you know, shot this heist at the museum. Um, and so like now the city is like, okay, that's the guy, and they're still kind of divided. Oh, he's showing up now. He's got a whole suit or whatever. Okay. Oh, yeah, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's out the thing. But like, people are still, you know, now half are happy, half are a little nervous. So as Clark, oh, so he goes to work the next day, and everyone's buzzing about it. And Perry tasks Lois with trying to get an interview with Superman. 
And then so Lois and Clark have a whole scene of just like this. Lois is like, this guy needs some PR help because like clearly he's trying to help. And like he's stepping out now. He's being in public. He's got a cool suit and all that kind of stuff. He's trying to be a symbol. Clearly much different from that guy in Gotham. God, that guy's scary. Uh, but like he should, you know, he should probably give it an interview or something. Like clearly he like he needs to get some a, a, some good PR going. Yeah. So Clark hearing that from Lois, like, all right, cool. Then comes back later that night, a Superman to get interviewed by Lois. Similar to the scene from the 70s film. Oh, yeah. At no point One is... of the most probably iconic scenes from that movie. Oh, sure. But he's not going to see the color of her underwear, and they're not going to go flying, and Lois yeah, is at man. no point going to be like, oh, can man. you can you hear my thoughts? None of that happens. What is it? Man, we've come so far culturally. You watch some old movies, and I'm like, man, it's just icky. Like the ick, like the, the the male gaze was so yucky for mm-hmm. a long for a, such a long time. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah oh, man, do you have to look at her underwear, Clark? You creep. Yeah, it's it. it yeah. So well, she also asked. I think she. Uh, I think she asked. Um, but either way, it still felt. It's weird. still weird. It's still weird. I didn't enjoy it. So they have a whole conversation uh, as as Clark or as Lois is interviewing him, and they have just a question about like you know. Why are you doing this? Um, you know, f- people being afraid of you. What you know? What your intentions are, and like, and just like they talk about the truth, lies, justice, fear, fake news, being a vigilante. Like, they, like this, uh, it, this movie kind of touches on a lot of stuff. Yeah, kind of going on right now, and like we're gonna see it through the lens of a superhero movie. Yeah, they're gonna touch on all of this stuff. And marketing is really important. Yeah, so like they have this kind of discussion, and like, and she's like, your values really don't mesh with the modern world. Um, what do we call you, anyways? It's like I haven't really come up with a name yet. Like, well, that's an S. And he goes, ah, yeah, my mom said the same thing. Which you know, she's like, oh, you. That's kind of <laughs> cute. Well, why don't we just call you Superman? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't. Why didn't I think of that? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's good. That's good job, Lois. So they have that. They have that nice little interview. They kind of you know more lore stuff and more debate about the central question of the movie. Meanwhile, Lex sees the finds sees the footage from the uh, museum heist and realizes, wait one second, when that rock popped out, that's when his powers got off. I don't know what that is, but I think that might be the key. Because Lex, not thrilled about this. Mm-mm. Still like, okay, this guy sucks. Yeah. So, uh, he, Lex gets John Corbin out of prison. And I was like, because Lex also, because he's connected to all the things. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I see that you have a heart condition. It's like, why does everybody know this, but I do? What the heck's going on? Security footage. Yep. Well, that's how Lex just knows. He's, yeah. he's going to play him. He's playing this guy. So he goes, I actually have a, a, a solution for your problem that you didn't even know you had. Uh, would you follow me? And I will you know, be able to, you know, actually probably help you with your Superman problem. John's like, oh, well, okay. If it's going to fix my heart and allow me to do some stuff. Lex is like, perfect. So Lex turns John Corbin into Metallo. And Metallo is going to be our first bad guy. Okay. Because that's a good first movie yeah. bad guy. Yeah, that's actually a great first bad guy. So uh, while that's going on, Superman goes back to the fortress to figure out, hey, what happened? And he learns about Kryptonite. I was like, okay. oh, radiation, your power, you know, more of your powers. You're, just, you're kind of a, you're a solar battery. There's only so much solar energy you can take in. When you use your powers, you're using it. So, like, you need to, you know, you can maintain, but this radiation from the rock interrupts that that whole system, 
and your powers can fade. And it's kind of like an EMP for your solar battery. Right. It messes with your solar battery, so, like, it, it, don't get around it. It's really like it's bad. It's not hurting you. It just disconnects you from your powers. Yeah. Great. Just don't, yeah, because the radiation. Because they've never really, I mean, have they ever really gone in depth to explain why kryptonite does what it does? It's really? Like the, yeah, it's kind of the radiation from its home, home planet, so it's sure. kind of. It just never. I think there's a fun there's a fun way to set mm-hmm. cannon in there. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Metallo goes out and does a job for uh, as a trap for Superman. Clark shows up and they throw down. So this is our first real super fight in the yeah. movie. Uh, Clark is attempting to keep people safe while John Corbin is la- laying into him. And we have a really cool fight. It's pretty evenly matched because he's, yeah. like, he's kind of getting cybernetics right now. He's, he's powered by kryptonite. Metallo's good. Metallo's the right level for... It's like like how the lizard was like the right level of bad guy for that first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, That's good. You, yes. you got, yeah, you got to set you... You got to ramp the, the threat level up per yep. movie. You don't start with Goblin. You end with Goblin. You end with Goblin. End with Goblin. So they have a pretty good fight, but yeah, Metallo's like powered by kryptonite and like is kind of winning. Um, and yeah. so eventually like Clark's trying to stop him and then like some like real, some big damage happens. And so Clark flies away to quickly save a bunch of people. And Mattel is like, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to bounce because I have proven my point and Deuces. see ya. So when, after that, after the fight, Lex uses that opportunity, especially after Lois's article comes out about Superman, all the kind of stuff like that to start spinning this as a, we shouldn't have Superman here. This guy is clearly a... He's a menace! Yeah. Yeah. He's going to J. Jonah Jameson Jameson this whole situation. Because that's like... That is ultimately Lex's point through in the comics. Like, humans should be able to be in charge of our own destiny. We don't need outside help. We can pull this off. Granted, I'm probably the best of us, so I should be leading the way. Everyone should be listening to me. But humans for humanity, we don't need outside help. And this guy's, you know, he's a menace! Yeah. We don't know. We can't trust him. And if we, and we can't stop him. So, like, why should we... So, Lex is going to start that point of view here. And he's not entirely wrong. And he's also going to bring up the escalation theory. Which is that it's also happened in the comics. Of, like, well, stuff like this didn't happen before you showed up. You show up, and then all of a sudden, superpowered villains show up? Where did this end? The whole city getting leveled? Bum, bum, bum. So, um... Clark, you know, being frustrated, like, trying to help people, trying to figure something out, you know, like, just w- de- grappling with this question. Once again, he goes home to talk to his parents about the whole thing. He's like, oh, your suit's really nice. It held up really well. And so, th- but this is really important because we see the human side of Clark. We, it's a, it's a man raised in Kansas by really good parents, just trying to do the best he can in the big city with the abilities that he has. Yeah. And it's not going great. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Th- 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 Sometimes you, you got to call your mom and cry. Yeah, because the city's hard. Yes, and that's <laughs> he's not going to cry, but he's going to like he's gonna, we're going to see yeah. him frustrated and no, a no, little no. angry, just like I'm. What do we, this is so hard? This is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. So because Clark, it's Clark, it's Clark being frustrated and angry, and not like, but just like, and his parents give him a really good pep talk because they're his parents. And they're super nice. And yeah. they love him so much. And I was like, you just got to keep on keeping on. Clark, you're doing the right thing. Even though you know, people may be scared of you, you know, for whatever reason. There, I know there's a, also a bunch of other people out there that you know, probably really appreciate the support. And the fact that you're, you know, you're saving them from some of the, the worst days of their lives. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're a gift to this world, son. And we love you so much. Yeah. So, nice, nice human moment for Clark. So, meanwhile, while Clark's getting that... Um, 
that pep talk, John Corbin is like, yeah, I'm awesome. I just beat up the city's new hero. This is going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm unstoppable. And then he gets stopped immediately because the, all the stuff that Lex put in his body starts trying to grow and like out oh, of control. No, and so no. he goes to confront Lex and is like, what did you do to me? Rah, 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 rah. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause it's Lex. He's always got that out. He's all, he's, he's 10 steps ahead of everybody. So he just plays Corbin. I was like, I may have a cure for whatever is happening to you. Not that I'm you know responsible for it, but like maybe, you know, if Superman was out of the picture, I would be able to take, handle your situation. So, um, uh, Corbin goes off to, uh, um, to, 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 to figure out how to trap Superman to kill him. Meanwhile, Lois is also trying to figure out who this Metallo guy is. Mm-hmm. She shows up to Lex's, uh, Lex Corp with Jimmy just as uh, Metallo leaves. Okay. And this is like, oh, wait a second. She's the one, the reporter that did their story on Superman. What if I just attack her right now? And also, oh, Lex is there? Ooh, perfect. Two birds with one stone because he knows that Lex is the one that fucked him. So Metallo attacks Lois and, and Lex and Jimmy, yeah. all the Lex Corp building. Superman shows up to save the day. This is how he, this is when he first saves Lois and Jimmy in the big fight. Uh-huh. Lexus is like, oh, well, I'm going to use this opportunity because I'm Lex Luthor. I have backup plans on backup plans. I'm like the business Batman. Bye. He just, you know, just receive mercy, like walks him out of the thing. And he just goes down a secret elevator. He's Lex is perfectly fine, but takes again this opportunity to be like, this whole situation is playing right into my hand. This helps strengthen my position. Destroy the building. Like, I care. Whatever. Bye. So they have another fight, um, and Superman, you know, and Metallo like does some damage, but Superman goes off to save Lois and Jimmy and get them out of the way. So basically, the fight, you know, it's kind of a small skirmish for Lois and Jimmy to be saved. So John um, afterwards like confronts Lex and is just like, "Why did you do this to me?" And he's like, "Well, clearly you need help to defeat, to defeat Superman. I can give you an upgrade for that, and then I can give you your cure. It's the first step in the cure." Okay. So. Uh, Lex gives him like more exo stuff or whatever. Just you, you, know, you need the villain to kind of you know, yeah get yudge yeah get yudge for Maybe the monster ground for the final fight. So John gets his upgrade. He goes to a power plant outside, like a nuclear power plant outside of Metropolis, to get the radiation boost. And the, crypt- the kryptonite's a little bit more effective. So when Superman shows up, he's like, "John's beating the crap out of Superman." Yeah, like, oh, he's gonna win. He's going to win, and he knocks Clark back into the city and just starts wailing on him. Like times like Metropolis is Times Square, and like everyone's like, "Oh my God, Superman's about to die! This thing is about to kill Superman! He just showed up and he's gonna die!" And everyone's freaking out. And Metal's just like, "This is you know trying to play the PR game a little bit. Like I'm I'm the hero here. I'm stopping this guy. He's trying to use his Lex's point of view. Like I'm stopping this menace." Yes. And everyone the the, cr- the crowd has surrounded the whole thing, and everyone's like, some people are really shocked, and some people are very angry that Superman's about to die. And before Metallo goes in for like the final, cause like Lois and Jimmy show up, all these people show up. And before Metallo like goes to finish off Clark, a couple kids run out kind of like the end of the amazing Spider-Man two yeah. and step in front of Superman and tell Metallo to stop. And then that starts the floodgates of everybody else. Ripping Metallo apart. Ripping Metallo apart. <laughs> mob, mob justice. Mob justice. That's <laughs> how we do it in Metropolis, yeah, baby. <laughs> ah, 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 oh no, oh no. <laughs> Ripped his arms <laughs> off. 
So everybody shows up, everyone steps in front of him, like Bibbo from the restaurant, like, you know, all those, like, all those super Metropolis characters can kind of be there for you and get a quick uh, moment. And, uh, you know, it's the go, go get him Spidey moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while everyone's kind of shielding uh, Clark from Metallo, Clark realizes, like, I, just, I need lead and to, get, to be able to, like, block the kryptonite yeah. heart. And so, like, Lois and Jimmy, like, Oh wait, like this letter over there. You know, there's or, you know some type of there's letter over there. Go get it. So Jimmy the goes off international lead building. <laughs> you know, brought to you by lead. Safe. We're sorry, we've been dangerous for so long. Something you know, Lois is street smart. She's she her dad's a general. Like she can just like oh wait, there's okay. a letter above up there. Jimmy gives it gives it to Clark. He's got the opportunity he needs now to uh just you know to stop. Uh, Metallo's uh, advantage with the kryptonite. Yeah, and so they finish the fight there in the in the middle of the uh, in the city, and th- this is where we had this moment of, okay, everyone was really scared that Metallo was about to kill Superman. Now Su- Superman finally, you know, thankfully we intervened, we helped to save the situation. Superman's gonna uh, be able to stop Metallo, but th- the crowd that just helped him now, some of them are just like, take him out. What are you doing? Stop this guy. He was about to kill you. Kill him. Because uh-huh. remember, this is a metropolis that isn't the beacon of hope yet. It's yeah, still like, in that middle ground of like. Oh, I know. Uh, so like Clark's like, no, no, that's not what. That's not how we do this. We are not executioner. I'm not going to be judge and jury. Yeah. He. This is Clark. Then now standing, and this is all on camera. Everyone's filming this. This is all broadcast all over the place at this point. Clark makes his stand, and defends his point of view of like, I'm gonna. This man needs help. He has a heart condition. He was taken advantage of. This man is sick. And he needs, he deserves help. I, I'm not going to kill him in front of all of you. We yeah. will repair the damage. We're better than that. We are better than that. We will repair the damage to the city. I'll make sure, and I will help. But we're not going to kill this man. Yeah. And so John, and Corbett's just like, wait, what? What? You're, what? You're actually going to help me after all this? It's like, of course. You, I, so I'm going to, so Clark takes him to Star Labs. And everyone there in the rest of the city is like shocked of like, oh, really? Are we the kind of the bad guys? Whoa. Oh, no. So, like, Lois makes a whole story about the whole thing, about, you know, Metropolis finding its heart, finding its new path or whatever. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Lex, not thrilled by Metallo not taking out Superman, but, and also how Superman kind of won the PR battle for the moment. Mm-hmm. But, like, okay, hmm. Until he's, as he's stewing in his uh, office, Superman just, uh, sidles down outside of his window and is like, Lex, we need to talk. Which is kind of always kind of happened. That's one of the major things that kind of happened in the comics and the movies. Like, there's yeah. always that talk with Lex. And so they have the, this, that, that talk of like, I know it was you. Granted, I know I can't prove that in a court of law. Which, by the way, the law is something I kind of believe in in, in this country. But uh, I'll be watching you. Well, that's one thing I would cut out of the whole Superman thing. The American way doesn't Oh, it's need, gone. Yeah, yeah, it's truth, justice, and a brighter tomorrow. Yeah. Um, which is what they, they actually did change that, by the way, in recent years. This is nationalism. So <laughs> Lex and Superman had that talk. Superman flies off, and like he does in the old movies. He flies off low orbit and then smiles to camera and then flies off and does the thing. Yeah. Credits. Mid-credits scene. Because we're setting up the DCEU here. You always seem like you're so close. Mid-credits scene, you like give a clue. I'm like, yeah, I know, you're right. I know you wrote one. What, you didn't? You just did an hour on Superman, and you didn't an write it. That was, that was about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> about 20 minutes. Shut, shut your mouth. And you didn't write it in a post-credit sequence? Yeah, duh. <laughs> okay, so the first credit scene. <laughs> you know I 
love you, right? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, I did a credit sequence. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> of course you did. It's a comic book movie in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Nerd. I'd be angry if you didn't. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'd be really mad if you did it at this point. So here's the first credit scene. Uh, it's Lex not happy with just being kind of having that, that, that scene with, uh, with Clark. So uh, he's like, well... Probably gonna have to do this myself. And we see him descend into an elevator and get out and in the lab. He's working on his battle suit. Oh, cool. The big so, green thing. The big green thing. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, rest of the credits, then an after credits scene. So, we're back to the moment when Clark is flying low orbit and he looks directly into camera and smiles. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Clark's been smiling the whole time, by the way. He's like a very <laughs> affable person. He's not grimdark. He's, he's smiling and having a good time being Superman. It's just hard sometimes. Yeah. That's all. So, he's smiling to camera. And as we see that shot freeze on him smiling at camera, we back out and notice that it's actually an image from a Wayne Tech satellite. Ah, uh, cool. And we keep panning out, and we see Bruce sitting in the Batcave. Yes. And being like, hey, Alfred, we're going to need some information about whatever that green rock was in that guy's chest, because... We're going to need to need to be prepared. And Alfred's like, for what, sir? For whatever's coming next. And Hell that's yeah. the, the end. Yes, and that's start, that sets up the next movie. Yes. Yes. That's very good. I really like your fix. And I think we can both agree. In a thousand percent, the success of this movie comes down to Metallo's design. If you nail it and it's cool and interesting, really fun. If it looks kind of stupid, the movie flops. Because <laughs> Metallo is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. The design can, I would imagine, what can would, probably get a little what tricky. What do you think would be? I don't know. I don't know. But I was just like, and I was like, thinking about it because I was like, honestly, like my 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 first thought, like reference to Metallo is actually animated Metallo. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know how that translates into because in my head I was thinking a little bit like a little cyborg of like because this is a thing because we're gonna see him deteriorate throughout the movie so like it can kind of start with a you know a little bit of a shield in front of his chest that opens up and I'm yeah. like oh what's going on and then like the it the it can progress further so more of his body is kind of yeah you know, and it could be like that can be a little bit CG but also like practical you know makeup and parts on his chest of like him being cannibalized a little bit by the metal by the metal yeah i think that's awesome but it's like it's, a, it's it's like that it's but we kind of see like a little bit like the arc reactor but like you know we can kind of see there's a little bit yeah but i think i think like the final form of metallo like needs to be like full on like, yeah so yes 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 like it's got to be like oh no it's, yes he's got to look like a metal gargoyle yes. or something yeah like it's got to be really scary it's got to be yeah it's going to be scary that's in my that's head. Cool. It was also that's scary. a good. That's the right. Yeah, that's good. That was good, dude. Thanks. Yeah, it's just because that's because Superman means a lot to you, and I appreciate that. Yeah, we got We these movies have never really done a decent job of like, no, Clark's a person. Like, because especially I wrote this right after we get, we watched Guardians. He's a person, but he's also really, really made the choice to be a person. Yes. And like, I, that's never really come true in these movies. We've I never they, seen that. They circle the drain on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They keep circling it, but they never like. It, but the, yeah, it never quite hits. Well, we, yeah. When we were talking about uh, Guardians Three, and I was like, yeah, and I said, like, man, I'm really, I'm actually pumped to see what James Gunn does for his Superman movie because seeing Guardians Three was like, oh no, he's very good at finding 
the the humanity yeah. in these characters that do crazy amazing superhero stuff. The most special scenes in in James Gunn movies are the ones in which the action or the central focus is actually quite mundane. It's yeah. So, so like you know, that's why I was like, oh no, Clark's got to go home and talk to his parents and be like. Like we were when we moved to the city for the first we'll time. We'll see, man. I, I, I just, think, I also think Superman is just a really sticky wicket. I mean, if you humanize him, I think, and, and James Cunn can, if just like what makes Clark Clark. Because remember, Clark is Clark is Superman. He's not Superman. Clark Superman is what he does, but he's Clark all the time. Oh, like huh. unlike it's like Batman's the reverse of that. Bruce, no, he's Batman. Bruce is the mask that he puts on to go out in public. Clark is always Clark. Oh, I think it's, it's just the, Superman's what he can do. Oh, I would argue it's the exact opposite. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Br- Batman is is the mask that Bruce Wayne has to put on to work through his grief. Oh. And Clark Clark is is the person that Superman has to put on in order to like to like grind himself. Yes. Like Bruce can stop being Batman by not wearing the suit. Clark is always Superman. That's true. It's uh, a good point, a good but point. I see I see your argument, but I think it work. I just think it works the exact opposite. Okay. Well, we did it. Yeah, we did. That was a long one. Hey, buddy. Woo! Thanks for sticking around, everybody. <laughs> Boy, thank you for my TED talk. On you made it worth a while. You did a good fix. Metallic. All right. Ooh. All right, I'm so thirsty. Brainiac <laughs> would be in the second one. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so very much. We love making this show. Um, if you're listening to this wherever you catch uh, your podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a quick review, uh, maybe with a little five stars, uh, it helps the show, but also I like reading them on the little... Uh, it does. Uh, someone just said that they have uh, Disney the tickets for us uh, in the... Uh, in our review, so if you're the person who left the review of this thing, you have uh, Disney World tickets for us. Holler at your boy! I, I'm excited <laughs> to see that. See how that? Uh, what a beautiful partnership. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're checking this out on YouTube, if you wouldn't mind liking, subscribing, and hitting that bell, and doing that YouTube that you do so well. Uh, Guacamole's extra. You, 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 space alien. Uh, neck break and weirdos you you know the weird thing about the neck break was it was like that sonic boom special effect yeah it, happened, it just and that 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 it was made wrong it feel it made it feel like it was a it was a mortal combat fatality yes it, that's <laughs> yes it's like wait wait what happened wait why would that happen like when they're punching sure but like you wouldn't break the sound barrier you snap it a guy Oh, wait I don't a know, second. Man. I don't know. But I also thought it was cool. <laughs> As we end every episode, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It's the slow kryptonite. Yeah. Only feel coming. Probably from about a couple meters away because that radiation distance is an AOE attack. Unless you've got lead. Lead. <laughs> lead. We've been here forever. <laughs> and it's we're, we're sorry about that. Oops, lad. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Sweet potato fry is the, like, is... The sweet potato fry is the gambit of all friedom. Okay. Uh, Because it's Cajun? Oh, no, not at all. No, it's more that it's, like, it's really all or nothing. Oh. I mean, gambit, not in the X-Men term, but in, like, the... Ah. That's in the actual term of the, of the But words. if you get a really like crispy and yummy sweet potato fry with like a good dipping sauce, like poof, there are a few things better than that. But most of the time you get sweet potato fries, they're like kind of like half mush and kind of a bummer. <laughs>